One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everybody, producer Rich here. A real quick note, I had to make some changes to my audio setup right before the show. We were kind of trying to set it up to do the music and everything like that. Had to put it in in post. However, unfortunately, the side effect was that while my Discord audio was set to my good mic, it turns out my recording audio was set to my laptop mic. So my audio quality is not the best. Molly, of course, sounds crystal clear as always, much like a sprint long distance call, but just wanted to give you a heads up before we started. Now here's the show. Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Rich Straffolino. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where thank goodness consumerism is alive and well, even if it's going to be the death of us, because you know what it keeps delivering? Thing, 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 things. Thanks for joining us. You know, I even think in the the People's Republic of Thing, we would still have some sort of, you know, (laughs) even without a consumer culture, we'd find things. We'd be like, you know what, that collective farm over there, they have a weird way of plowing. And I think that's a thing. Now, whether we have the infrastructure to support podcasting, who knows, but (laughs) things are universal to the human experience. I'm just wanting now I just want to like invent the, you know, the people's Republic of thing works in (laughs) theory. This is the conversation we keep having about communism. In theory, it works great. The Thingist manifesto? Is that what we have to write now? <laughs> um, yes, yes, we do. Hey, by the way, this voice you're hearing and this name, uh, who introduced himself oh, is yes. in Hi. fact producer Rich Trappolino. In case yes. someone is wondering if they have entered an alternate thingiverse <laughs> at this exact moment, <laughs> for the vast majority of people that don't listen, like don't have access to the bonus content. Hi, I'm the producer Rich, the, the <laughs> titular, no, not titular, the non-titular producer Rich. Hi. <laughs> Anyway, Tom is on a well-earned vacation, which gives Rich and me a chance to hang out, which is going to be yes. so fun. Absolutely. A so, thing spotter in his own right. It's accomplished. I, I, I was looking at the bullpen. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I have that many things. And I was like, I didn't even pull from the bullpen for this. And I was like, wow, I have, I have put them things in there. I'm excited for the bullpen episode. Uh, always a lot of fun. But I wanted to get it started off here, Molly, with... Something I noticed, I was in the mall the other day, which is weird to say, even Aww. pre, even pre, uh, so pandemic, charming, but especially pandemic, I was getting some well-deserved comfort food, some chicken teriyaki, one mm-hmm. of my, the, the mall food staple. Now, whether that is safe to eat in these times, I didn't care in that particular moment. Uh, and I think I came out on the other side. Okay. However, it's from uh, that Sarku, Japan. I don't know if that's like a national chain, but it's like, you know, every, I think every mall has it. The guy cooks chicken up, chicken teriyaki, right? Okay. Boom. Yeah. So the thing I saw, though, was they offered for lunch. They called it a bento box, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know the origin of the bento box. It started out, it's like, I've now, I could be wrong. I'm not a bento box connoisseur by any means, but basically a Japanese lunchbox. And then there's a culture around that, making them increasingly uh, ornate and fancy. And, and there's a lot of pride in packaging and stuff like that. None of that was on display. 
really with these, with these Sarku Japan bento box as I watch them like use a spatula to put noodles into one compartment that like slopped over. Now I'm not saying that their 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 standards were not up to these these Sarku Japan uh, corporate ideal. I'm not like besmirching them. I'm just saying I know what a bento box looks like. There's little, you know maybe some some rice, some sushi, or, or a lot of uh, a wide array of of nutritional supplements for your child or for your lunch or whatever. Uh, there, there was but you no can't person. just call any old lunch a bento box. <laughs> yeah. And then I started, I kind of started looking and I was like, all right, is this just them just saying like, Hey, bento box, that sounds cool. It sounds better than a bunch of stuff crammed into a small container that you eat for lunch. But then I noticed like there is a, like a trend, like the daily beast had like best bento box for lunch in your home or office. And this just looked like a divided, like, uh, a Tupperware container, like it, it, to me, it did not it not present itself as any kind of bento box, at least that I am familiar with. Now, again, maybe I, I have too high of standards for my bento boxing, uh, but it definitely kind of <laughs> it struck me in its thingness that like I was like, okay, this is just like a self-contained lunchbox, but I guess maybe calling things bento boxes to make them sound fancier lunchboxes, yeah. Is the thing. That's exactly the thing. It's that's totally it. It's just making it like a little more dainty and delicate and divided containers doesn't sound as good <laughs> and snazzy as bento box. But yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think even just that little division of things is has absolutely sort of like been a trend, but I think bento boxes in general are becoming more popular as like a food mm-hmm. thing. There's lots more, you know, consumption of lean meats and brown rice and things, and you can mix it all up. In fact, Afi James in the uh, the Discord says bento boxes are a big deal in Hawaii. Yeah, and I would say like bento, like things that... Real I mean, bento I don't boxes wanna, versus not. I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want to gatekeep on what makes a bento <laughs> box. I'm not trying to be that guy. If you really want to call it a bento box, I will raise my eyebrows and roll it. my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say don't... Uh, Sarku Japan, you can call it a bento box. I'm just I saying... Think- but like, like, like what you're going for here is not even you're going for. It seems like maybe to put a finer point on your thing, the thing is poor man's bento boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perhaps a uh, a more uh, 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 populist take on the bento box. <laughs> there uh, we go. Is, is the thing. yeah because like real bento uh, accessible more, more traditional bento boxes? I feel like have been a thing even in the Midwest. I have seen those as as options at at your nicer lunch places. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like this kind of this widening of the, the, what the ability for something to be a bento box is perhaps the thing this year. I like it. Populist, populist <laughs> bento boxes. <laughs> I have noticed I am uh, particularly interested in life in the topic of uh, cheese because mm. it's the best food. And I believe a few months ago, we talked about how burrata is the new mozzarella Obviously, yes. feta has had a year. Oh, but oh, I am extremely excited that halloumi is entering the mainstream, and people are realizing the glory of this yummy, yummy, rubbery cheese that you fry. So, oh, yeah, I'm spelled- not familiar with the halloumi. Oh, oh, you will be. In fact, okay. I, I'm looking. I'm gonna like spend all week waiting for your photo from Aldi because. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel totally confident that halloumi has become enough of a thing that you're going to be like, oh, my God, they really do have it in Aldi. And it's probably going to come packaged and pre-sliced and ready to fly, uh, fry. So halloumi mm-hmm. is for people who like Greek food. You've had it in the form of fried cheese. And it is like 
delicious. The Oakland Greek Festival is just a huge, wonderful party. And they fry up the cheese right there on a big old, um, well, what do you call it? Like a skillet, that flat cookety top thing and squirt some lemon juice on it and some oil. And then it starts on fire for a minute. And then you shout Opa and then you put it on a plate with a lemon wedge and a piece of bread. And then you're never, you've never been happier in your whole entire life. It is delicious, but it's just not that popular, but I've totally noticed it starting to show up. In fact, I noticed that Whole Foods had it in slice form, ready to fry. And all of a sudden it's just sort of one of those things where I'm like, Oh, look at all these recipes with. Halloumi, Portland Press Herald, fried halloumi adds cheesy crunch to a summery salad of tomatoes, avocados, and herbs. My son just came and threw some money at me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for some halloumi. He's asking. Oh, yeah, I got you. For some halloumi. Exactly. He's like, as long as you're talking about it, get me some. Seared halloumi (laughs) cheese with roasted strawberries and mint is the dreamiest summer recipe from the kitchen as of three days ago. It's just creeping up. Eat the rainbow. Here's Food Network from six days ago. Eat the rainbow with these halloumi burgers and colorful veggie slaw. Mm -hmm. Halloumi tomatoes and corn. Is this the perfect summer dish from 10 days? I could go on, but I'll stop. But it is, I'm so excited for everybody else. Griddle. Thank you, Lara. That's the word, griddle. I'm just so excited for everyone to discover this because we've been enjoying it at the Greek Fest and it's so like, it's salty and nutty and just the yummiest, yummiest cheese. And it's arrived. I'm a hundred percent on board with this. I like the Greek palate in mind. We, we seem to be on the same page for like 99% of stuff. Uh, you throw me some kibbe, you know, whatever you got, I'm good. Uh, so I'm excited to try the halloumi. My, my question is, do we know like what, is it just like, Hey, we need, we need a new, a new cheese, fried cheese, always good. Let's, let's expand this. Or is, is there, is there like a tick, is there a TikTok subculture about halloumi that we don't know about yet that's been pushing this more into the mainstream or is that yet to come? I don't know. I'm actually very curious to see why it sort of is coming up, but I literally just found an article. I'm just looking through the duck duck and it's like (laughs) free Malaysia today from 26 days ago. Halloumi is stealing mozzarella's thunder. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. Like it could be our weird global supply chains. It could be people, um, Halloumi is good as like almost like a, if you don't like tempeh, which is gross and you can mm-hmm. tolerate dairy, halloumi is a good, for example, burger substitute, you know, like you can, because it's nice and thick and holds its kind of shape when you either grill it or fry it. I, I don't okay. know. I just don't know. I, I, I want to know. And if anybody in the discord has an idea about why it all of a sudden might be starting to get more popular, I'd love to hear it, but it just seems to have like, in the way that things sometimes do mysteriously arrived. Now, wait a minute. I'm seeing that there was a cheese shortage at Costco. So maybe there was some sort of, like you were saying, some sort of supply chain issue where maybe mozzarella or, or another cheese that, you know, maybe more, you know, like your classic fried mozzarella at a, at a bar or something like that. Maybe there is some sort of run on that and that might be pushing this uh, as an able substitute, although it sounds far more delicious than your typical. I mean, it's so delicious, but maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe mozzarella is just, everybody's like over it and maybe there was a shortage. I mean, hard to say. I'm so, I I cannot find any sort of obvious reason in my, in my travels through the internet, but I can only (laughs) tell you that I'm thrilled that this moment has arrived because it's so yummy. I just hope this doesn't dominate like the TikTok feta pasta did in my household because that has that has become a thing in my house and i have a feeling 
I mean, fried cheese, I never had a chance. Uh, Halloumi will take off if indeed the Aldi does have it. Look for your, look for a picture in I'm your going local to. Discord. Sometimes I'm going it. to. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, one thing I can't wait to talk about is my next thing, which is, this is called a segue, folks. Hi, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't have an explanation for this other than overalls. Mm-hmm. Overalls yeah. are a thing. Yeah. I don't know why we started. So I will explain wh- how this came to be in the show doc. Uh, a friend of mine uh, on uh, on the social medias was just saying, I-, "I have a hankering to get some overalls. They seem I used to wear them as a kid. They seem or like as a young adult. They seem uh, uh, very practical. I think I'd look good in them." Boom! Next day, overalls. Then, weirdly, I uh, I was watching my AEW wrestling, my wrestling, if you will. And one of my favorite wrestlers, Powerhouse Will Hobbs, comes out in overalls. And I'm like, he's not like, his character is not like he's a farmhand or something like that. There's no <laughs> reason for him to be wearing them other than overalls are indeed a yeah. thing. And Molly, you were excited when you saw this in the pre-show. I was. Um, can you can you speak, perhaps, can you justify my inclusion of overalls into the show a little bit? Yes, and I, have, I can do it in one word, my friend. 90s. Mm. I mean, the overalls were like the quintessential 90s wear. I must have had 15 sets of them. Well, that's not true. I probably just had the one that I bought for in college and wore every single day, maybe two. But no, they're totally back. And that's so funny because I took my son's school shopping, school supply shopping at Target, which apparently is the literal only place anyone is allowed to go. I know lots (laughs) of other stores exist, but you only go to Target. And I was like, oh, my biscuits. Target has denim overalls. They are so back. And then the other night, we went to the baseball game with a big crew of people, including Max's husband and his wife. And she is uh, millennial-ish, and she was rocking the denim overalls. And <laughs> as she is literally the millennial-style person that I know, who is super stylish and delightful, I was like, yep. The, I mean, I kind of am embarrassed that I didn't put it in the show, Doc. And I'm so happy that you did, because they are so, 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 so totally back. So bad. Uh, full, full credit to my wife Jackie for for oh ideating gosh. this and passing this on because it's it's key. Now, it, if you are walking around with the overalls and you tie a denim shirt around your waist, will you actually be sucked into a void that takes you back to 1996? Oh my or... God, you might be. <laughs> While wearing a you really might be. I mean, overall, like overalls were like my signature look. It's almost sort of embar- not mine, obviously America's signature look. But I mean, I wore them so much that so many of my pictures from the 90s are just like me in overalls. I actually I like- recently bought myself Carhartt overalls. Because oh, I was okay. like, why don't I still have Carhartt overalls? And I bought them and they have paint all over them and they're delightful. I now have to go to Target and get some damn overalls. Oh, and it's Sunday. It's going to be hella crowded. I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> this is the power of the show. It, it's funny, though. I was uh, uh, I was driving by. I totally forgot that. Like, I have to remember about school zones. Like I've had a whole year of like not having to worry about driving through school zones. And uh, we were going somewhere and just get hit in front of this big high school that was just letting out. And, you know, I'm like, I'm trying not to hit kids. So I'm like, keeping aware of where the kids are walking. And there were so many, not just overall, I mean, definitely saw some overalls in, in the, in the kids walking home, but also just like it, it seemed like me getting out of middle school. Uh, like, like my group of friends, yes. like walking around, like there's so much like, like vans just everywhere. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like 
like baggy holy jeans like a lot of like the whole skater look also is is in, totally in this 90, 90s revival um that was gonna be my i was like, gonna be like skater clothes in general but the overalls it just hit no the overalls like that is so on point and so on point lie. now i know overalls for like little kids are never out of fashion because they just look adorable with it but i was shopping the oshkosh bagash flash sale uh thanks to an email i received so uh you know my kids may be rocking the 90s fashion after all love it <laughs> of course they are they're just accidentally hip this is true. like all kids are so and my new album my final thing for today is a thing that i sort of started to notice when i was on the mocktail train because I mm-hmm. signed up for this like mocktail subscription box and they sent these drinks and I noticed like, oh, they have all these um, like weird other things in them. They were like, oh, it's got bleepity de teen and bloopity gamoxalin that makes you relax and, and think better and stuff. And then the other day I got my HelloFresh box, my like weekly meal kit box, and it came with a free sample of this beverage that is like I, that I, as you can hear. I have next to me. I brought the can out of the fridge to be like, I'm going to talk about these weird things because this is now the second or third time that I've seen a beverage specifically advertised as a thing to help you relax. So this one has, and it has 200 milligrams of something called L-theanine to support relaxation, 100% time to unwind. So my broader thing is this idea of like weird relaxation chemicals in drinks because it seems to be, and I don't know if it's, I mean, I just think it's so interesting because it kind of goes with the CBD trend. Like maybe consumers are more willing to experiment with having some, you know, slightly unproven mm-hmm. supplement in yeah, their drink. Also, and then, yeah. Also melatonin. Uh, uh, like there's you know, well, that yeah. whole trend. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sure. Exactly. You're so right. It's like all of a piece. Like let's help your brain with various supplements. Like we'll help you relax with CBD and melatonin. We'll help you. This the the L-theanine seems to be described as something that can either help you relax or clear your brain fog, and they say that it's a compound concentrated in green tea, which I think is kind of interesting. And I I don't obviously like I don't know if any of this is in is real at all, but I do think it's fascinating that there are so many beverages now that are like let me help you chill or let me help your brain work better or both or like it's like uppers and downers and drinks. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I'm not, I don't know. I guess it's maybe just because everybody's sort of not feeling well. Yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, think a lot of it's CBD culture. I think like this idea of it says COVID fatigue cocktails. I mean, right. T- probably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, I, and it makes sense that it would have been <laughs> in the mocktails because it was like, well, we can't give you alcohol, but we can try to make you feel better in other ways. And now there's just like this drink that's like to chill out. I'm going to try it later. But I'm skeptical. Well, and also kind of on that CBD kind of uh, the same kind of trend that caused CBD oil to kind of uh, explode and just kind of be on every corner store. Uh, the kind of like this idea that, OK, like with science, we can extract like, you know, for years we've heard like, oh, green tea has all these great things in it or, you know, chamomile or whatever has these relaxation, uh, you know, side effects, and stuff like that. We can extract those. So, oh, I don't have to make some tea. I can just have the compound that does that. And then add it to, you know, whatever else, just, yeah. you know, kind of on the same train as CBD. I mean, I really do think so. And I think there's, it. it's, it's kind of interesting because it is like part of this sort of alternative health trend, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which as we know, 
can be both valid and then tip over hard into scary land, right? So you can kind of creep into essential oils and maybe L-theanine and CBD oil. And all of those things are probably true. And Western medicine doesn't have any um, necessarily like monopoly on health and it has its limitations and all those things are true. And then, but if you look it up on Facebook, then two weeks later, you'll be an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> and it's scared. I'm like, I want to try it. I want to believe in some of it. And then I, I just can't Google it too much because otherwise you end up in the bad place. There's a Venn diagram where there is some of that overlap. Yeah, there is uh, uh, wanting to explore for your own health, I, I think, is is an eternal thing. It is, uh, yeah. It just, it just seems like we have more ways to do that now. Or maybe just the perception of it. You know, it, yeah. it's easier to market that stuff. I feel like the climate maybe is is a little bit more receptive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly it. That's like the perfect point. And Laura, of course, is here with the right word again, which is um, that this is something that people who consider themselves biohackers are into, mm-hmm. right? It goes with nootropics, like the whole idea that you can kind of um, mess with your body and your brain for maximum performance. I mean, uh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this stuff. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's have, free. It came in we, the mail. Do we have melatonin gummies in the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. No one's, no one's perfect. Okay. Not here also, CBD oil is awesome for sleeping. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, oh. like there, there are things about, there are all these, like many of these things are totally true. Some of them might not be true. Peppermint oil does keep ants away. Like if you put it in a spray bottle with some water, they hate it. Mm-hmm. Most, I find like most, that's like a good way to keep rid of most things. Like any critter is like peppermint, get, get out of here. Yeah. You're they don't like it. Full. You're full. Yeah. It makes you think like, what, what is wrong with us that we like? <laughs> it's like, that we prefer cancer causing chemicals or that we like peppermint. Uh, or peppermint. Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, humanity. There's no a good question. One thing well, I have hope about though, is our feedback. Uh, exactly. From all, of, uh, from all of our wonderful, wonderful listeners, patrons, uh, what have you send it in at a feedback and it's a thing dot me. Uh, first one we have is from that Charlie dude on a hat thing. This is a very uh, prescient question. Did y'all talk about trucker hats? I feel like <laughs> y'all may have. Anyway, truck hats are here in Tallahassee. Every dude, young male on campus, is wearing those old-style trucker hats with the mesh sides. Also, a lot of them are wearing T-shirts and shorty short athletic shorts. Oh, that yeah. goes back in the 1970s. LOL. <laughs> y'all rock. Thanks for the show. Love listening each week. Yeah, that Charlie dude. Uh, oh, yeah. The truck. The trucker hat never went away, though. I think we need to to clarify that, but I feel like we are on the upswing of trucker hatness. Well, and trucker hats came back for a minute in a very specific kind of hipster form, the flat brim and that whole thing. But now I do think that there's a resurgence, and I would like to point out that I'm holding in my hot little hands right now the A's trucker hat with the mesh sides and back that I bought for myself at the A's game on Friday. <laughs> wow, that Charlie dude, you're on it. Also, like you are on it. Like it's that. It's the very '70s look, the really classic one with the mesh. That is exactly what has come back as part of this kind of like '70s resurgence, like a hundred percent. And yeah, it's so and much short, less hipster and annoying, I think. The shorty short thing, also. Um, I, I like the the NBA is always my barometer for that, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like just like the last like two years, I was like, all right, can't get away with the baggy shorts anymore. Even the NBA's. <laughs> they moved the short shorts. I can't hold out anymore. I got I got to join the the short wagon. There we go. 
I'm doing that uh, the the only way I know how to get a photo in Discord thing, which is to airdrop it to myself <laughs> on my from my phone to my Mac and then drag it into the Discord, which I will do as soon as I read Jeanette's email about, ooh, I'm excited about this, blue houses. She writes, mm-hmm. I've noticed several bright blue houses lately. This one has been around for a while, and she lists the one on Zillow. I saw one for sale of a similar hue, and there's a white house that was recently sold and is now getting painted a slightly less flashy bright blue as well. Is this a thing? And then she says, P.S. When I run out of current podcasts to listen to, I've been going back in time with It's a Thing, just one episode at a time. It's fun to see what things were things, TM, and what things fizzled out. Ah, plus your banter is just so entertaining. Sincerely, thank you all at the It's a Thing podcast. That is so great about the blue houses. I have not seen that, but I would like you to know, I just painted my whole entire fence all the way around the house, navy blue. Which I thought was like so bold and and terrifying, but it looks so beautiful. I love it because it was this ugly brick red. So maybe I'm actually like uh, totes on trend and didn't even know. I feel like blue as an accent color, like a bold blue. Like I've seen blue sinks. I mean, we talked about, I think, blue kitchens, right? A while ago. Yeah, and we talked about Eve Eve Klein blue also being a thing. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So So I bet it is all of a piece. Well, we'll have to wait to see if Manny approves of Blue Houses as a thing. But he sent us in uh, some credit for some spots on things, more specifically to perhaps Tom and Molly. But I will I will read it anyway and, and take <laughs> the adulation uh, as it is warranted. So he says, penny boards are a thing spot and not necessarily new, but still well pointed out. Thing one, nailed. The three in one felt like a specific call out to me as someone who wants one, even though I don't uh, don't have a watch or AirPods. Thing two nailed as well. That's the three in one charger uh, that he's referring to. Yes. And while I can't speak to fubbing as a word, the concept is completely a thing. Uh, Sportgate is huge. Give yourself a massive nailed one on this for the uh, for this entire week. Wow. Yes. God, that was uh, a good okay. week. He also wanted to give some credit where credit is due that we have referenced him as being the person who had sent in the daddy email, but that was actually uh, uh, someone else. I have the email, uh, but I don't have my email open right now, and I don't feel like hunting through it. But I just want to say to the entire It's a Thing universe, thank you for bringing the disturbing reality of daddiness uh, into our lives, and we deeply appreciate it. <laughs> and pubbing. F- f- I guess that was Tom. Uh, but yeah, the daddy uh, yeah. thing. I mean, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes, to all of you. Thank you, you- all. And of course, Manny, you can see why we attributed it to him. Master thing spotter that he is. <laughs> Greg writes in on more platonic things. Hello, I was catching up and heard that dating apps are being used to find platonic friends. Well, a few days later, I saw a friend posting about hosting a speed friending event. Huh. So speed dating went to friending too. Friendship is a thing. And there is, in fact, a link to speedfriending.com. <laughs> Which I don't know why sounds so sinister, but it kind of does, though. I feel like that was definitely a spam URL for the last 20 years, and then someone pointed up to actually get that. Make friend zone great again. Meet new people in a way that completely dissolves the awkward barriers. I mean, dude, wow, that's a nailed it. I mean, you got it. I mean, listen, you got the you got your COVID lockdowns and you got a whole ecosystem to connect people. Speed friending. Absolutely. There you go. Amazing. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Keep it coming because as usual, you keep us on point. And now my friends, oh my God, this is like so huge. It's like a singularity <laughs> event because we're going to do the shout outs usually dreamed, always dreamed up by producer rich with producer rich. I know it's, it's very weird. 
so this one uh, came from an article uh, from the 1995 Guinness Book of World Records entitled Internet, the Information Highway. So, uh, uh, shout outs, of course, go to those patrons who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing. Join them and you too could get the treatment that our friends are about to get. Shall, <laughs> would you like to begin? I, I, I would love to begin. Uh, so here we go. <clears throat> Linking more than 27,000 computer networks and 20 million users worldwide, Benjamin Forrest is the world's largest computer network. Lee Price, co-creator of the system, describes the network and its potential. How big is a billion? It's one with nine zero, says Kevin Sill. He ought to know. A billion is how many Eric Duncans he predicts Internet, the international web of Jake Woods he helped pioneer, will soon link. The Internet has gotten where it is today because Sill and his collaborator, Gabrielle Cohen, dreamed large. The two were commissioned by Joe Hood at the height of the Cold War in 1973. Their mission? To create a way to maintain command central in a post-Louis Saint-Amour environment. Unlike Mike Akins, the Internet has no central control point. It can't be paralyzed if one part of the network shuts down. James C. Smith just switches to other routes and continues communication. I want to read the whole thing now. This is incredible. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, producer rich for (laughs) not only yet another brilliant crafting of the shout outs, but for filling in for Tom today. Thank you everyone who uh, supports the show at any level and even just supports it by listening. We are so grateful to have you and we're so grateful to have a reason to do this show every week. You're the best. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you do become a member, you'll get our discord with a, you can join us live uh, weekly when we tape. You get an ad for your RSS feed. And of course, that sweet, sweet bonus content. <laughs> we'll talk to you again next week. Tom will be back. We promise. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We hope. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.